Welcome back to the 20th and Blake podcast from Mile High Sports. As always, I'm your host, Cade Walker. And in this episode, I'm going to break down the individual pieces in the Nolan Arenado trade and uh, just give you an idea of what to expect from the players involved. Uh, Just some individual analysis on uh, what the Rockies could look forward to potentially from this deal. Now, I've already expressed my disappointment in the trade and specifically the return, Um, but I will go into the individual pieces themselves, see what the Rockies got, and then uh, let you guys decide for yourselves if you like the trade, like the pieces involved. Uh, I, I know everyone came to the conclusion that it was a bad trade, And, uh, yes, that's a correct conclusion. It was not a good trade. (laughs) Um, Just right off the bat, I will will tell you that. And I've expressed that very clearly and candidly on the show already. But I think, I mean, maybe the Rockies can salvage some pieces in this deal. Uh, They're just not going to receive anything uh, in this deal that is going to become anything of a facsimile of what Nolan Arenado was to the Colorado Rockies. No player in this deal is going to do that. Uh, and so just uh, accept the mindset that um, you're going to be disappointed if you're going to expect, hey, maybe one of these prospects has some really high upside that maybe he could become the next Nolan Arenado. No, not really. Um, I, there are some intriguing pieces, but... None of them have that ceiling, uh, in my opinion, um, and in the opinions of most scouts and um, analysts, people who look at this every day, people who analyze these players, their numbers, etc. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to jump into the pieces. Uh, so this deal was completed. Um, so the, the Rockies sent Nolan Arenado and a conditional $50 million in cash to St. Louis in exchange for left-handed pitcher Austin Gomber, uh, infielder Mateo Gill, uh, infielder El Harris Montero, and two right-handed pitchers, Tony Losey and Jake Summers. Uh, So it's a five-player return, um, and I think the most recognizable name here would be Austin Gomber. Uh, and that's probably because Austin Gomber has uh, has had real MLB experience. And uh, he's actually had 104 major league innings. He's put up a, a Fangraphs war of 1.3. So good. Hey, look, we have an above replacement level player here. That's a good start, right? Well, uh, yeah, I think there's no reason to see uh, that that wouldn't continue. Uh, he, in his 104 major league innings, he's posted an ERA of 3.72, a fielding independent pitching uh, statistic of 3.89. So uh, no outliers here. Seems like a, a fairly uh, fairly normal um, stat line for a left-handed pitcher. Uh, looking at his, his stat cast statistics on Baseball Savant, uh, also, you know, not too bad. Uh, 96th percentile and barrel percentage, which is definitely an encouraging number, especially at Coors Field. <clears throat> uh, he also posted a expected slugging in the 80th percentile, uh, which is good. Again, uh, this, this is definitely something that uh, suggests that Austin Gomber is good at 
you know, not letting the other team barrel up the baseball. <clears throat> As a pitcher, you definitely don't want the other need to barrel up the baseball. That's the most, you know, basic statistic. Not not even statistic, just basic analysis that I could I could even uh, suggest. Um, but uh, in terms of the tracking data, being in the 80th percentile is very solid. Uh, that means he's uh, right within the, the the top 20 percent, uh, which is good. Very solid. Uh, obviously limited in sample size, but that's not bad. I, you know, it's um, I think there is room to grow here. He is 27, so he doesn't really have an, enough upside in terms of age to expect too much more. Uh, but with experience, I think he'll settle around that same number. Uh, but something also to keep in mind is that while he posted a, a very solid 80th percentile finish in expected slugging, his expected weighted on base average dipped to uh, in the, the 54th percentile. So still above average barely, but I think this this dip between expected slugging and expected weighted on base average uh, was due to how these statistics are calculated. Weighted on base average specifically is calculated uh, using walk rate. And Austin Gomber, I think one of his weaknesses as a pitcher is his control. He uh, posted a, a very, very below average walk rate, uh, which fell in the 15th percentile um, in 2020. So that's something that, that he has definitely worked on throughout his career. Um, haven't seen too much improvement in his control quite yet. Uh, but I, he has a couple of different pitches, uh, tries to utilize all of them. So, I mean, I'm not sure if that's an area where he could improve, but it's definitely an area where it is concerning enough for the Rockies um, where, you know, it causes that huge drop-off in, in expected slugging to expected weighted on base average. I, I think he'll immediately... Uh, jump into the rotation. I, I think the Rockies should slide him into the fifth starter. Uh, I don't want to see Chichi Gonzalez in there uh, anymore, or or any. Uh, I don't think any of the minor league invites probably fit as well as Gomber does. Um, if he doesn't end up gra- grabbing that spot, he'll probably be a spot starter, long reliever. Maybe Buddy Black will use him as a reliever more as well because of the lack of left-handed pitchers in the bullpen. Uh, we'll see how that goes, but I mean, he's going to be either in the bullpen or in the starting rotation. I'd put him in the rotation, see what he can do, uh, you know, with the full season's work, a full a full body of work there. Um, but I mean, this guy's confident enough. Uh, over at Denver Post, they asked him uh, regarding his repertoire and the challenge of throwing breaking balls at Coors Field, um, and Gomber replied saying that he he would throw his curveball on the moon uh, when that thing's going. He's very confident in how effectively he can strike out batters uh, with that pitch. Uh, he uses a curve, his curveball around 22-23% of the time. Uh, definitely something to look at there, see how effective it is um, in, in Colorado. Uh, but something that is probably a little bit concerning about Gomber is how he considers himself to be a fly ball pitcher. He did post a 48 uh percent ground ball rate in 2020 uh, again very small sample didn't quite get a, a ton of innings in the 2020 season um, but throughout college the, throughout his minor league career he's always been a fly ball pitcher um, he said it was because of the nature of him throwing a, a four seam fastball 
Uh, if he can get in the right spots, um, you know, hitters won't barrel it up to hit fly balls, hopefully keep in the yard. Uh, well, <laughs> playing at Coors Field um, and having, you know, an outfield that isn't the greatest defensively, can't cover a ton of ground, this might be concerning. Um, the altitude definitely plays a little bit of a factor, but I don't think necessarily he's going to give up a ton of home runs. I think he might give up a lot of um, a lot of gap shots um, that the outfielders may not be able to get to uh, because, I mean, Charlie Blackman's great. His range is declining, um, and he, he's never been a particularly great fielder. Uh, Raimel Tapia has, is very, very inconsistent. We'll, we'll see what uh, who that third outfielder is. Maybe Sam Hilliard, Jonathan Daza, Garrett Hampson. We'll see how that goes, see how that pans out. And, and I'll talk about that in future episodes as well, Look, just looking forward um, to the roster construction. But uh, it, it is safe to say, especially now that the Rockies are not bringing back Kevin Pillar, thank God, uh, that um, you're not going to have Kevin Pillar roaming center field. Um, so uh, it's definitely concerning that Gomber isn't interested in trying to generate ground balls, trying to generate a ton of strikeouts, but uh, fly balls as his primary uh, way of getting out. Well, <laughs> we'll see how that pans out, but that's definitely not something that I, I'm terribly thrilled about. So um, there are a couple other pieces in this trade. Uh, the next one I want to discuss is infielder Mateo Gill. Uh, well, <laughs> so uh, this guy in particular, I, I was not too excited about. Uh, he's probably about a 40, 40 grade all around on a 20 to 80 scale. Um, so, you know, just, just kind of a below average player at the major league level all around. Uh, he's definitely toolsy enough to play middle infield, uh, has a pretty decent quick first step, um, pretty good, you know, bodily IQ, uh, you know, proprioception knows where he is in space. And his arm is probably his best trait uh, as a grades out as about a 55 on the 20 to 80 scale. So a little bit above average. He was used as a pitcher in high school. Uh, I think maybe a little bit in college. Not, not exactly sure. Uh, but he has a good arm. Uh, and that's, that's you know, something that maybe maybe the Rockies might, might use at some point. But at this point, he's probably a 40 grade power guy probably about the same contact guy, maybe 45 grade. Um, so a little bit of a, a below average hitter, probably a replacement level hitter at the major league level. Um, maybe maybe a little bit of a plus defender uh, you can project for him to be at the major league level, but I, I don't see him being anything more than a replacement level hitter or, or maybe you know slightly below that. So I, I think he's just uh, kind of a utility infielder, and that's that's about what you can expect from him. Uh, I mean, there's there's room for him, I think, to improve at the plate, maybe fill out his frame a little bit more. I think some people are a little bit optimistic uh, that he can add a little bit more to his frame, add a little bit more pop in his bat. I'm not sure how much more uh, he can add currently, though. I, you know, it, it's tough to do that at this level. So, uh, I, overall, probably a 40 grade, 45 grade. I'd probably lean closer to 40 grade. So about a replacement level player. Uh, next guy would be Elahiras Montero, an infielder. He's a corner guy. Um, so as as a hitter, he has some good power up uh, upside. Very strong frame, um, some pretty good pull side power. But uh, that's that's about all she writes. 
in terms of hitting, not really a, a you know, very, very consistent guy in terms of, of barreling up the ball, um, you know, hitting all fields. Uh, seems to be fairly one-dimensional at the plate, uh, probably, uh, again, probably 40-45 grade. Defensively is not a third baseman, I wouldn't say, at the next level. Just looking at a few scouting reports, uh, watching a little bit of film. Not the quickest athlete. Uh, has a good arm. Definitely good enough for third base. But, uh, you know, third base, <laughs> if you want to play third base at Coors Field, uh, you got some shoes to fill. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, I think El Hiers Montero at the next level will probably be a first baseman if he can be a very decent defensive first baseman I think he might have a chance to stick depending on the pieces on the roster the problem is the Rockies have so many third base prospects I think Montero might get lost in that log jam so it might be beneficial for him to switch up positions play first base but at the next level guy again probably 40 grade the next level replacement level guy didn't really hit well in uh high a last season but that's probably connected to his uh, his injured list uh, stints he might you know bounce back we'll see how that goes in this upcoming minor league season so that's three pieces that's the first three pieces and uh, there's two more both of them are pitchers both of them are right-handed pitchers uh, I don't want to talk too much about Jake Summers because there's not much to talk about he's likely an organizational depth piece I didn't really see him on too many top prospects lists for the Cardinals and you know I looked on some lists that were like uh, fairly comprehensive all the way down covering their top 50 guys didn't, didn't see Jake Summers I, mean, I found some, a couple things but um, about him but I don't see him as being anything more than an organizational depth piece I don't think he's going to sniff the majors um, he, he was a 10th round guy which again I not you know that's not a bad thing inherently just being a 10th round guy but he was a 10th round guy fairly recently so it would be it yeah, to see his upside, he'd probably have to uh, play a little bit more. He hasn't seen too much field time, especially with last year's season getting canceled. So uh, we'll, we'll see what he ends up doing, but uh, I wouldn't bank on him being anything more than an organizational depth piece. Uh, the final prospect in this deal is right-handed pitcher Tony Losey. He is a, a serviceable pitcher who probably, I think, could get a spot in the bullpen. Uh, so... He really only has two pitches, two plus pitches. Uh, he has a fastball and a breaking ball, which is a slider. Um, so a lot more, a lot more horizontal break than vertical break. Uh, so he relies a lot on the fastball. Uh, so he sits about 92 to 95 with it gets up to 97. Uh, and he's fairly over the top. Doesn't get a lot of horizontal movement with his spin rate, but um, you know, I think generates most of that horizontal movement. Um, just based on his arm slot, it's it's fairly over the top. I think he, he misses barrels uh, with that fairly well. Um, his slider is good. Uh, it's a plus pitch. It's probably his best pitch. Um, but I think, you know, he has the slider. He also has the curveball. And sometimes his slider blends a little bit for this curveball from, from a lot of scouting reports. Um, there's... There's a little bit of crossover. Sometimes his, his slider doesn't have the tightest shape. Uh, gets maybe a little bit too much uh, too much more of that curveball action. And uh, uh, same thing with this curveball. Sometimes it breaks a little bit too too much laterally. 
Um, he does have a changeup. Don't think that'll be relevant to the next level. No place I've seen. Um, says that his changeup is anything to write home about. So I, I potentially, you know, a guy with uh, pretty decent, decent fastball and, uh, you know, someone who can miss barrels and then also with a pretty good strikeout pitch with his breaking ball. As you know, probably that guy can fit in a major league roster, major league bullpen, especially with one as depleted as the Colorado Rockies. So uh, maybe eventually he, this guy is someone who can develop a little bit into uh, a good relief prospect. He has a very, very good arm, so um, that's that's a possibility. Uh, so with that, those are the pieces that the Rockies gained in the Nolan Arenado trade. Uh, let me know what you think. If you want me to answer any questions you have about these specific prospects or any other prospects in the Rockies organization, you can at me on Twitter at Cade C Walker on Twitter. Um, and if you have any other questions, just uh, DM me, tweet me, anything like that. Um, thank you again for tuning into the 20th and Blake podcast, and I'll talk to you next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.